The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are yous? Hope yous are all keeping very well wherever you may be there in pipe band land. Yes, we are the show for the piping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it or near it, we are the show for you. And <clears throat> we're growing each and every week. And yeah, I still can't believe that we've been going more than a year now. What started out as a bit of an experiment and a bit of fun has turned into something that's just been incredible. So thank you to all of you loyal podcast listeners who've been listening through since episode one, but also to all of you newcomers. Welcome. Welcome to The Big Rab Show. For those of you who have never checked us out before, we have a live radio show on here on on Northern Ireland at Fuse FM in Balamoney, where we broadcast live two hours on a Tuesday, two hours on a Saturday, um, all we do is talk about piping and drumming and play some amazing music. So, we also have a podcast as well, and that's exactly what you're listening to now. So, thank you for clicking that play button or the download button or whatever. Just thanks for checking us out. Right, with each and every episode, we have to give a shout out to our amazing patrons. These are the guys who click that support button on our Patreon page. You guys are awesome! Thank you so much. Shout out has to go to Twisted Thistle, LoneStarPiper.com and Brandon Moreno. You guys are incredible. Thank you for clicking that support button. And if you do want to help support the show and you love what we do and you would like to help us a little bit, yeah, go and check out our Patreon page. It's, It's all there and you can get little perks and stuff. Yeah, the full details are all up there on the Patreon page. Definitely go and check it out. Let's get into it. Time to kick off the show. Now, what we normally do each week... As we kick things off with some listener mail, and this week is no different. We've got some listener mail for you. Kicking things off this week, we have an email from Brad Logan. He says, Rab, just wanted to let you know that I really enjoy your podcast. Ah, thanks, Brad. He says, I started learning the pipes in July 2013, just a month shy of my 40th birthday. Wow, there you go. He said, I joined a volunteer fireman's band that could be classified as a street band. The entire goal of our band is to have fun, march in parades and support fallen firefighters. Our original bylaws actually stated that we would never become a competitive band. In fall of 2014, I noticed or I joined a few of our members and participated in the National Fallen Firefighter Memorial Service Mass Band. And every October since I feel as though I need to improve my piping abilities to become a better member of the National Band. A few weeks after the 2017 service, I heard your Learning Journey podcast, and it made me think about where I am and where I want to be. Oh dear. Oh no. What did we do, Brad? (laughs) In my part of the United States, southwestern Pennsylvania, we don't have a lot of professional piping instructors. However, I live... An hour away from Alistair Murray. Whoa! Hey! Brilliant! Originally from Northern Ireland. Yeah, no Alistair well. So he makes Murr reads. Yeah, he does. Uh, My read of choice. Shameless plug there. There you go. After my first lesson in November, I decided that I wanted to compete in solo piping. Wow! After one lesson? That's awesome. So he said, I joined the Eastern United States Pipe Band Association as a grade 4 senior and I'm now... Working on my first 2-4 March. Wow, that's brilliant. So I've been taking monthly lessons from Alistair, uh, but I'm hoping to increase my lessons to twice a month in February. All because I heard your Learning Journey podcast and decided I needed to try going the next step to improve myself. Hopefully I'll be ready to compete in a few events this season. Thanks for the push I needed, Brad Logan. Now that's incredible! Wow! All because you listen to the Learning Journey podcast? Wow, that's awesome. So, Brad, I wish you well on your Learning Journey, pal. And if anything, Alistair's the very guy that should show you. Yeah, he really knows his onions, that guy. So, 
yeah, keep us informed. Let us know how you're progressing uh, with you know putting your set together and everything. And let us know if you manage to hit the competitive field this incoming year. We'd really love to hear your story. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks very much, Brad, for getting in contact. Now, we've got another email in. This one is from Brian Laidlaw. Yes, he contacted the show last week. Now, but he's been talking about the topic of bagpipes being made out of unusual materials. So, yeah, I'm guessing this is what this email is about. So, he says, yes. Hello again, Rab. Hello there. How you doing, Brian? He says, I listened to your latest podcast tonight on the way home from rehearsal. Thanks for reading my message. Of course. It's listener mail. Why wouldn't it? He said, oh, and happy belated birthday. I hope there are many more to come. <laughs> yes, happy birthday to the podcast. As I've said at the start there, I still can't believe we're going over a year, but hey, there you go. He said, to answer your question, it's nearly a two-hour, 90-mile drive each way from home to rehearsal for me. That's terrible. That's a really long distance. Whew. Wow. That's a, Yeah, that's dedication right there, man. So he says that so nearly four hours round trip. Whew, that's incredible. As another listener from Texas mentioned last week, Arizona is very similar. There are several pipe bands in Arizona, but few of them are competitive pipe bands. Ah, so there you go. So I choose my com- competing band to keep the pressure on my learning journey. Learning journey is coming through a lot on the podcast to this week. So he says my journey might be interesting to some or none or many. Who knows? I'll save that for another time, though. Oh, Brian, I'd love to hear that, actually. Yeah, please let us know. Uh, So he said, also, you mentioned wanting to hear uh, the McClelland Revelation bagpipe. And here are some sound samples they've uploaded. So, yep, he sent me a link to the McClellan Revelations uh, samples and everything. So, cool, I'll get a listen to those. Uh, Apparently, he's also made a set out of Mexican Royal Ebony, which have no sights restrictions as an endangered wood so you can find sound samples of that on youtube as well so yeah there you go mclaren bagpipes on youtube we'll have to have a look at these so i've uh, i've gotten a chance to sample those in person listening and playing them they're also an outstanding sound and the drones almost feel like they are dancing in a good way on the shoulder hmm yeah <laughs> Interesting, interesting. Uh, I'm always looking forward to your next podcast, so keep them coming. Cheers, Brian Laidlaw. Brian, thanks a million for getting in contact with us again, and thank you for those sound sample links and everything. I'll certainly have a look at it. And for you guys listening to the podcast, go and check out McClellan Bagpipes. They're doing very interesting things there with uh, materials and everything. Yeah, Interesting stuff. I'm going to have to go on to YouTube or something and try and have a listen to some of these sound samples. But again... You're always dependent on yeah the the person who recorded it. How was his sound recording equipment? Plus, what kind of headphones are you using to listen to it, or what kind of speakers are you playing it through? Do you know what I mean? There's nothing compares to actually hearing it in person. So, yeah, I'm going to make a point and try and see if anyone in the UK are playing these, and hopefully, I'll get a, a listen to them in person. So, yeah, interesting stuff, McClellan bagpipes. Yeah. So, there we go. Perhaps there are other manufacturers out there who are doing interesting things as far as materials and that goes. And, yes, that will be a future topic of the week. I think this one's generated a lot of questions and uh, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on the matter. Let's just say uh, some people have messaged saying that it's African Blackwood or don't bother. (laughs) Yeah, um, so I don't know. I'm not of that school, I have to be honest. I have heard some polypanko pipes uh, in the past, and they've sounded just as good as African Blackwood. So, mm, I don't know. There's a counter-argument, I feel. But then again, I'm a drummer, so what do I know? (laughs) Grant. Well, we'll fly on. As I said, that is a future topic of the week, so we'll get to it. Now, we've got another email in here, just the last one for listener mail for this week. It says, Hey, Rab, first off, your podcast is my lifeline to the piping world. Ooh, no pressure. <laughs> he said, In Santa Barbara, bagpipes are a weird novelty. Even my music savvy friends chuckle at my efforts in learning the pipes, like I'm developing a new party trick, not learning an instrument. Aww party trick so your enthusiasm about the bands and events are my reality check what's wrong with us over here what's wrong with us over here? do you know what 
That is a big question about why bagpipes are not universally understood. And I think I talked about it before, about bagpipes being the butt of everybody's joke. You know, they're that instrument everybody loves to slag off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or tick the mick out of. Oh, there comes the squealing cats. And mm, I don't know what, yeah, <laughs> it's a very big question. I don't know. So he says, as the subject matter expert on all things piping, oh God, no I'm not. He said, I need your advice. I'm planning a trip to Scotland in the summer with my family of six. Kids are aged 13, uh, 13, 11 and 9. Wow, it's a couple of teenagers and you're bringing them all the way here to the UK. That's awesome. I have to say, yeah, amazing. Wow. So he said, which summer piping events are must-dos versus the ones I should save for a trip without the young ones? I want to do it all, but let's be real. The kids and wife are probably good for one or two events before I'm the guy dragging them through the museum of extreme boredom. Yes, I've experienced that myself. I drag my family to many's a thing. Uh, So what do you say? Worlds, Edinburgh Tattoo, Argyleshire Gathering, any other stuff? That this average Californian has never heard of. On the upside, the 13-year-olds have just picked up chanters and started their learning journey. There's learning journey again. Started their learning journey. So I might get a little extra buy-in. I look forward to hearing your pearls of piping wisdom. Thanks, Rob, for your ongoing efforts in bringing the piping world to those of us less geographically connected. Not a problem. Brad, I am happy to help. Now, you asked for summer recommendations as where to go to in Scotland. Well, I have to be honest. If you're going in summer, it depends when you're going. It depends if you're going to be there for maybe one week or you're going to be there for four. Or, you know, it depends when you're going. If it was me and I was going to be traveling internationally and going to Scotland, I would want to hit the biggest week in the piping calendar, which is, of course, Piping Live Week. Which is in August. Of course, it's a week-long festival of solid piping and drumming, which is just incredible. It is such an international melting pot. You meet people from all around the world who all have this one common love of bagpiping and traditional music. It's just an incredible event. It runs from 7am each morning right the way through to the small hours if you want to. Uh, if you can last that long. <laughs> and then, yes, it culminates in the biggest championship of the season, the World Championships then at Glasgow Green. I have to recommend the World Championships. If you're going to hit only one event your entire time going to Scotland, I'm sorry, it has to be the Worlds. It's been voted uh, best competition of the year on the Rab Show Awards two years in a row. And that's for a very good reason. It's possibly the best venue. It has all of the best vendors and retailers and everything. Just the whole day itself has a massive festival atmosphere. The World Championships, it's where it's at. That's the one to get to. You know, if you're a piping fan of any kind of irk at all, if you can get to the Worlds, make it your pilgrimage and get to the Worlds. Because even standing on Glasgow Green for some people to actually just stand on that patch of grass and be there surrounded with that noise. Yeah, it's a pilgrimage for so many people. So something us here in the UK, we take for granted, you know, we can jump on a plane or a flight or, you know, whatever. and We're there in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? (laughs) As much as I complained about it last week. But yeah, you know what I mean? If you're going to be traveling internationally and you want to hit one big event, that's the one you're going to want to get to. So, to answer your question, it depends on when you're coming to Scotland. really does, because our piping calendar changes so much. You know, each week there's an event in different places all around the UK and in Scotland. So, it really depends on when you're coming over. You might be able to catch one or two different major championships, as well as the Worlds. I don't know. So, if you can let me know when when you plan on coming over, then, yeah, I'll try and organise your piping itinerary for you if you want. (laughs) But as you said, you don't want to be that guy dragging your family around. Come on, let's go, another pipe barrel contest. So, hmm. But, yeah, if you had to pick one, yeah, definitely get to Piping Live. That festival is simply incredible. Um, Yeah, it's just wall-to-wall amazingness. And, yeah, the World Championships themselves, both the Friday and the Saturday, both both days, yeah, can't fault it. You know, it has to be the pinnacle of the piping calendar. So there you go. 
Right, so that's listener mail for this week. Thank you, everyone who emailed in. We did get a bunch of questions about other different topics. And don't worry, we will bring that to... We have actually brought a few of them to the live show last night and talked about it. And we're going to be talking about that on Topic of the Week this week. And But yes, keep your emails coming into us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again. BigRabShow at gmail.com. There you go. Get your emails into us. We'd love to hear from you. And yes, most emails that we do receive hopefully will be read out on the show. And yeah, we'll give you a bit of a shout out. Okay. Let's get into it. Time for the piping news. The whole reason why you click download in the first place to get caught up on your piping and drumming news. Right. Police Scotland Fife. Yeah, are busy in preparation for their big concert, which is just around the corner, April 14th, entitled Decade on the Beat. Yeah, they recently uploaded a very short video, an interview with their bass drummer, and he basically just said the band are busy. They're furiously working behind the scenes. He said there's a lot of material to learn, but he said himself that this is going to be an amazing show to catch. Apparently now tickets are limited. Hmm... So, if you do fancy going along to see Police Scotland Fife, they're in the Beach Ballroom in Aberdeen. Um, so, yeah, get in contact with Bucksburn and District Pipe Band who are hosting it. And you can get your tickets from either them or from the theatre box office themselves. £17 each. Now, partly on the night there will also be, well, Police Scotland Fife, obviously. But there will also be special guests on the night. As to who they are, I don't know. Not the first idea. But... <laughs> They're playing it very close to their chest. But as soon as we hear anything of who these special guests are, we will let you know. But suffice to say, this will be a pretty amazing concert to get along to. So Police Scotland Fife, of course, celebrating 10 years on the go, a decade on the beat. It's going to be a great show. Now... On to more concert news. The Red Hot Chili Pipers are in concert here in sunny Belfast Next weekend, the 10th of February, they're hitting the SSE Arena in Belfast. Now, if you haven't seen these guys live yet, who man, are you missing a trick? Now, I know a lot of people still aren't sold on the Chili Pipers. I know a lot of people can be pretty traditionalist in their views when it comes to piping and drumming. But take it from me, these guys are pretty awesome musicians in their own right. A lot of them actually play in competitive pipe bands as well as doing their live stage thing with the Chilis. So... Yeah, take my hats off to these guys. They really are incredible players. And rest assured, we have been asked the question, will the Rab Show be covering it? Oh yes, there's no show without punch. So yeah, the Chilies are coming to Belfast and I'll be there. Microphone in hand, I'll be hanging out backstage with the guys at the Chilies and hopefully asking them a question or two. So, I'm throwing that open to you guys. If you have a question that you would like to ask the Red Hot Chili Pipers here on the podcast... Please email it into us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. If you have a question for the Chili Pipers, then we'll happily ask the guys what you want to know. So, yeah, get your emails into us and we'll happily ask them and we'll see what they have to say for themselves. Also, I have to say a special happy birthday to Kevin McDonald, uh, Piper with the Chilies, who just celebrated his 40th birthday there this past week. Happy birthday, Kev! <laughs> Grant, so, yes, tickets for this event have almost sold out. If you haven't got your ticket yet, please go along to the SSE Arena box office. You can still get them now, as far as I understand. There was a post yesterday to say that they're down now to minimum numbers. So get it now to avoid disappointment if you're planning on going. There you go. Also in concert news, concerts all happening this time of year. It's now less than 100 days until the current world champions come to Northern Ireland for their big concert in Balamina. Yeah. Inverarian District are coming in May and yeah the instruction from the organisers Ballybreeze Pipe Band is again tickets are limited yeah so please get in contact with Ballybreeze Pipe Band who are putting the concert together and organising the ticket sales and if you do want to get your hands on a pair of tickets you have to go now okay I can't stress this enough I've been asked time and time again maybe a day or so before a concert saying hey Rob uh, See that Inverary concert, can you get me a couple of tickets? The answer would be no. No, I could not, because I warned you. (laughs) Okay, so if you're going to go to the Inverary concert, get your tickets now. Can't stress that enough, because these things are almost gone. And this is possibly one of the biggest concerts of the year. You're not going to want to miss this. Our current world champions, come on. So, there you go. Go and get your tickets now. You heard it from me. Contact Ballybreeze Pipe Band. Yeah. 
Also, a little reminder for those of us living here in Northern Ireland or Ireland in general. TG4, an Irish language music channel. Yeah, I talked about it there in a couple of podcasts there about Field Marshal Montgomery lifting the Gradham Kale Award, which is like a an Irish music Oscar, basically. It's not a Grammy. It's like an Oscar. It's, yeah, it's like the most prestigious award that you can win in the Irish traditional music scene. So this award ceremony is coming to Belfast. It's going to be broadcast live from the Waterfront Hall. And it will be featuring the Field Marshal Montgomery. They'll be there collecting their prize. It'll be awesome. You know, they'll be there and, you know, giving their little speech at the podium and everything. And hopefully we'll get a little performance from them as well. Now, this will be interesting for us as piping fans to watch. Because this will be the first time the Field Marshal Montgomery will be featuring their new bass drummer. Yes. Mr. Robert Smith, because of course Chris Pollock had retired this yeah this past winter and has handed the sticks over to Robert. So yeah, we get to see the new bass man from the Field Marshal. So if you're interested at all, or if you're a Field Marshal fan, you're gonna want to tune in. As I've said, it's gonna be broadcast live Sunday, February the fourth. Get your TV tuned into TG4, which is an Irish language channel here in Ireland. You're gonna want to catch this. Trust me. Also, a little bit of concert news again. Yeah, I'm keen to repeating myself. But the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland are holding a concert. It's going to be called Inspire. I think I mentioned this before previously, but people have been asking me how can they get tickets for it. It's going to be the 17th of February and it's going to be held in the Corn Exchange in Edinburgh. Tickets are available through the Corn Exchange box office. So just very simple, stick it in your search engine, Corn Exchange box office. Bing, there's a, there it goes. Now, trust me, if you have heard the recording or the album that was produced by the National Youth Pipe Band whenever they done Thunderstruck, that live concert that was voted Live Act of the Year in the Rab Show Awards, whew, you know that this National Youth Pipe Band are not messing around. These kids know how to put on an incredible show. So, if you're going to want to go and see them live, now's your chance. Inspire, 17th of February. Get your tickets now. Now... I also mentioned on previous podcast about Dosca, D-O-S-C-A. They have launched their new album entitled Meridian. And I've got a few questions from people saying, oh, where can we get it? Where can, you know, I want to get a copy of this. Again, I will remind you, iTunes, Amazon, Google Music, Spotify, all those usual places where you can go and get your music. You can stream it now for free, of course, on Spotify. Just type in D-O-S-C-A, Dosca, and it's there. Their new album, Meridian pretty much is just incredible from start to finish you can take it from me yeah you know i haven't steered you wrong yes so yeah the album itself is fantastic i actually played a track or two on the live show this week on fuse uh, fuse fm and it went down a storm with the piping fans here so definitely go and check it out especially the track called oblique go yeah take it from me go on and listen to Doska playing oblique yeah what a stomper yes go and check that out from Doska definitely very interesting stuff happening with them with them guys now on to a little bit of news about ourselves do you fancy being a part of the big rab show team yes we have an opening on the rab show team at the minute now this is specifically talking about 2018 season coming in at the minute It's looking like we can live stream every competition that happens here on this side of the Irish Sea. Everything that happens in Ireland and Northern Ireland, we have it covered. So we'll be able to capture the likes of the All-Ireland Championships, the Ulster Championships, the UK Championships that are happening in Belfast. And that would be about it. We can cover all of those competitions. But there's a big problem. At the moment, it's looking like we don't have anybody available to help us live stream in Scotland. Yes, we did have a team of people available in Scotland who were working and helping us there, cursing and everything, but unfortunately, due to her work commitments, may not be able to help us this incoming year. So, we are now currently on the lookout for a volunteer who could hopefully help us out take their camera with them and live stream for us and all of you guys watching internationally. So if you do want to help us and you fancy being a part of the team, please do get in contact with us. We would love to hear from you uh, because, yeah, we do provide this piping and drumming content 
to such a large audience and yeah we really want to continue our live streaming uh, that we do on our Facebook page uh, for all of you guys who love watching internationally so please if you do think you can help please get in contact I would really love to hear from you email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com if you can help us at all and you fancy being a part of the Rab Show team get in contact with us there you go now yeah, there's a little bit of a heavy heart that we learned this past week that the former pipe major of Ballandary Bridge, Vivian McCann, had passed away. After a long, hard battle, yeah, he passed this past week. Vivian was pipe major of Ballandary Bridge Pipe Band for this past 20, for over 20 years, sorry. And in that time, he brought the band great success, including many Ulster, All-Ireland, and of course, a world championship. Vivian was a perfectionist and he had a professional approach to all piping aspects. And he would be fair to say that mm, the judges would have given him a wide berth when he got a result that he didn't like. <laughs> so as would any piper, mind you. Uh, but a testament to his leadership would be fair to say that without contradiction, there was not a piper who played under him that would not have went the extra mile for Skippy. Yeah. So, so to his wife Anne, his son James and daughter Emer, and the McCann family circle and of course everyone at Ballandary Bridge Pipe Bands, us on the Rab Show we want to offer our sincere condolences, our every sympathies. Now on to other news, Thiepville Memorial Pipe Band are holding piping and drumming classes. This is going to be starting on Tuesday nights, starting the 6th of February, and they're going to be running for the next 20 weeks. So if you are interested, this is going to be held in the Carnon School, 8pm to 10pm. Everyone is welcome, no experience is necessary, lessons are free of charge. So just head up to the Carnon School, and the guys from Thiepville Memorial Pipe Band will be there to teach and yeah complete beginners or advanced doesn't matter just walk in through the door and yeah have a go that's the whole thing have a go the mcdonald memorial are also going to be busy this incoming weekend they're holding a quiz and social night this weekend friday the 2nd of february going to be held in the drumore rugby club 8 p.m to 1 a.m or even later entry is a fiver and you'll get a quiz a supper live music by quorum and a raffle, and so you can head along, support the band, and have a grand old night's crack. So there you go, head along to the Drumore Rugby Club, and yeah, help support McDonald Memorial. Now, the Big Rab Show also has a little bit more of news, not just also looking for volunteers, but yeah, we're very close to launching our very own line of merch. Merchandise! We talked about this a few, a oh, good few months ago now, but it's been a bit of a labour of love. And yeah, it's been painful, <laughs> but we've finally been getting there. We have the design down, we have it all finished. It's looking like we're going to be ready to launch soon. We have a line of t-shirts and hoodies to start with, and then that's going to be available for you guys to buy in a variety of different sizes and colours, all the way up from uh, teeny toddlers all the way up to us fully grown beer belly men. So yeah, if you do fancy getting your hands on a Rab Show t-shirt or a big Rab Show hoodie for that matter... Yeah, I will let you know. Yes, because yeah, we we'll have to get everything lined up because it's yeah, such a process. But yes, a lot of people are excited. Over this past week, we've been uploading little photographs to our social media. And people say, ooh, where can I get my hands on that? So trust me, bear with me. They're coming. They'll soon be available for you guys to pick up and buy. Chances are we'll probably be selling them through our website, thebigrabshow.com. But... Mm, we don't know yet. We're still working out all the semantics with our supplier and our shippers and everything. So leave it with me just to let you know Big Rab Show merchandise is on the way. If anything, I would like to gauge interest as well. Are you guys going to be interested in picking yourself up a little hoodie or shirt or something? I don't know. There you go. It's around the corner. It's coming. Now, on to another topic. Piping Hot Summer Drummer is celebrating its 25th year. 25 years Piping Hot Summer Drummer has been going. Can you believe that? Now they're celebrating it this year with a composition competition with more than 300 students, the Simon Fraser University Pipe Band Organization's Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer School is the largest of its kind in the world. And to mark the school's 25th anniversary, composing competitions for both piping and snare drumming are being launched. Now, normally whenever I say composition competition, 
that means people say, oh, it's always up for the pipers and us drummers just get kicked to the curb. Not this time. Yeah, Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer are looking compositions for both piping and snare. Now, there are a few twists to the competition. The pipe tune contest calls for a nice, easy-to-memorize march that the Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer Grade 5 band would perform at the Kwamloops Highland Games on July 14th. So you have to keep in mind, this is for Grade 5 players, probably beginners as well, and it has to be easy to memorize. So there you are, you're composing a march. As for the snare drum score contest, it'll be a competition for the winning pipe tune. So once we have a winning pipe tune, then you'll need to compose your score. Deadline for submissions to the pipe tune competition contest is March the 31st. There you go. So you've heard it here first. Start composing your easy, memorable marches, and you have until March 31st to get them submitted. Judges will then work quickly to announce the winning tune, and then make it available for interested snare drummers to start composing their scores. So snare drummers then have no later than May the 31st then to com- you know to submit their drum score. Students at the school will then tackle both compositions accordingly. The winner in each category receives a full week scholarship to Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer 2018 and requests for more information on submissions can be located on the scenic Silver Star Mountain in British Columbia. There you go. So yeah, you'll be put up and everything. Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer this year runs in two one-week sessions, July the 8th to the 13th and then July 15th to the 20th. And instruction and piping pipe band snare, tenor, bass drumming and highland dancing. Among the, uh, sorry, spread the brick. Among the instructors are Stuart Little, Stephen McWhorter, Callum Beaumont, uh, Delma Wilson, David Wilton, Jack Lee, Reed Maxwell and many other members of Grade 1 Simon Fraser University Pipe Band. So for other information and all that, yeah, where to get your submissions to and all that, just check out Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer on the web, or you can go and check SFU Pipe Band on the web. All details are all up there where you can get your entries in. Pretty interesting competition. I'll be keeping a tab on that to see who wins. And yeah, that'll be pretty awesome, actually. So congratulations on your 25th year, Pipe and Hot Summer Drummer. I wish you as well. And yeah, what an awesome idea how to celebrate in your composer tune. Class. Now, Rora. Yes, band from the Celtic music scene. These guys have been winning awards all around the place. It's just silly the amount of stuff these guys have won, really. So they have announced recently they're going to be releasing a new album this incoming year. Yes! It's about time, Rora. (laughs) It's been a while. So it's to be launched in June of this year. Now, at the minute, there's no word of a title. We're still waiting. But they've uploaded a little bit of a tease to their Facebook page. Now, there's no title for the track, even, or anything, but on that little tease, it does say that along with the release of the album in June, it'll be accompanied by a full UK tour. So, that's what they've announced so far. As soon as they tell us more about the album and details and where you can get your hands on it, we will let you know. As you guys know, Rora, R-U-R-A is how you spell it, Rora are an amazing just an incredible act they sing they have whistles they have clearly they have an amazingly talented bagpiper this band is yeah really i can't oversell them enough these guys are incredible so go and check them out if you haven't already they've already got some amazing recordings out there for you can enjoy yeah just type it into youtube rora r-u-r-a go and have a listen to them Trust me, you're going to love them. Uh, Yeah, so they're now uh, announced a brand new album coming out in June. I'll be telling you all about it once it drops. So there you go. Denny and Donny Pace Pipe Band are currently recruiting. Now this is slightly worrying because it's now almost February. Whenever I'm recording this, it's uh, January 31st. So mm, Denny and Donny Pace are busy recruiting they're looking for experienced pipers and drummers they're not looking for beginners so that's another indication that mm, perhaps things aren't all rosy but yes they want experienced pipers or indeed drummers to come through the doors and help them push out for 2018 if you're interested at all they're asking you to get in contact with the band through their social media 
So, as you know, Denny and Dunny Pace Pipe Band have had an amazing season this past year, and even the year before. They've had a good run of things this past two years, so 2018, they're going to want to continue their amazing run. So, obviously, they're looking to strengthen their ranks with experienced players. So, if you can help and you are interested in playing with Denny and Dunny Pace, please get in contact with them. And, yeah, they'll hook you up with all the material and stuff and tell you to go and learn it. Grant, another little bit of piping news. Dundee in Scotland are reeling after they have had an investment by the Scottish Schools Pipes and Drums Trust, which is a a registered charity there in Scotland. Yes, Dundee were given £58,000 to the city of Dundee. The already thriving piping and drumming culture up there in the city of Dundee has just had another massive shot in the arm. So they've received £58,000 grant from the Scottish Schools Pipes and Drums Trust for a brand new tuition programme for as many as up to 120 pipers and drummers in the area. Now isn't that incredible? They hope as a result of this investment that a grade 4 youth band is expected to form out of the students who come through the programme and apparently they will be ready to compete, compete in 2020. The programme will start this week for pupils to try the pipes and drum and chanter and drumming clubs to begin later in the year. The initiative follows leadership of Derek Potter to create a range of piping and drumming learning opportunities in Dundee. Over the last few years, piping and drumming in Dundee has grown in support. Uh, so, two successful Grade 2 pipe bands, of course, the City of Discovery and Mackenzie Caledonian, the latter with a productive feeder band system. Early last year, Loman and Clyde pipe major David Wilton and his wife Claire uh, took full and part time positions, respectively, teaching piping in the high school of Dundee. So I think overall things in the city of Dundee area of Scotland are looking certainly very promising for us pipers and drummers. With a £58,000 grant, that's not to be sneezed at, and as many as 120 possible players coming through that system. The future's bright for piping and drumming in Scotland at the moment. So much investment happening, especially at school level. It's just awesome to see. So well done, first of all, to the Scottish Schools Pipes and Drums Trust. That was an awesome investment and hats off go to you. And also to the city of Dundee, we wish you well. Clearly the two bands that came from that city, the City of Discovery and the Mackenzie Caledonian, Two awesome pipe bands, and I hope to be reading their names out in the results this year. So, yeah, best of luck, everyone, with the the inception of this program, and we look forward to hearing this youth band as it hits the grass in 2020. Now, the first Capital Highland Gathering is opening its doors on April the 28th. A day of workshops with some of Canada's top instructors is just around the corner. Registration includes four workshops being held in the Isabel Bader Theatre of Performing Arts in Ontario, Canada. So as I said, this is April the 28th and you're going to want to get along to this because as I've said, workshops are available as well as a concert. The Toronto Police Pipe Band will take the stage with the Breck School of Highland Dance for an evening of Scottish music and dance featuring some of the world's best pipers and drummers and dancers. Featuring solo performances by Sophie Hamilton, Sean McKeown, Ian K. McDonald, Gavin McKay and highlighted performances from Bill Livingston. <coughs> Bill Livingston. I'll say that again. So this will mark the grand unveiling of the Kingston Police Pipe Band and any proceeds go towards assisting the Kingston Police Pipe Band in its teaching efforts. So this is to launch a brand new band. So this is awesome. And yeah, to have the legend that is Mr. Bill Livingston on stage is worth the price of admission itself. But plus you get to see Ian K. McDonald, Sophie Hamilton, Sean McKeown, all these guys definitely going to be worth getting to. Plus you'll get to see the amazing Toronto Police in action on the stage as well. What's not to love? April the 28th, you can get your tickets now. Yes, so this will mark the grand unveiling of this amazing band and if anything I will be watching with a vested interest because by all accounts if you're going to get a launch this big, yeah, it bodes well for the rest. So yeah, I'll be interested to see how Kingston Police Pipe Band fare if they are to hit the competitive field. So best of luck everyone there. Now whenever I said about the workshop series, 
people who are going to be hosting some of the workshops uh, during this whole festival is Ian K. MacDonald, Bob Worrell, Michael Gray, Dan Bist, Doug Stonock and Kyle Heaney. So there you go, you've got everything covered from piping and drumming down to tenor drumming as well. So get along to it. April the 28th, Ontario, Canada at the Isabel Better Theatre for the Performing Arts. Definitely going to be one worth catching, the first Capital Highland Gathering. So yeah, if anything I'm kind of jealous that I can't go, but yeah, that'll be a pretty awesome event. So best of luck everyone who's going to it. Please let us know how you get on April 28th. Right. That's it for the piping news. I hope I haven't completely bored you all to tears. But you've been filled in. That's the latest in the piping world. There's been a little story though just before I go on the piping news front. Here in Northern Ireland we have an institution of radio. would be fair to say. We have a piping and drumming show that has been on BBC Radio Ulster for years. Now it's been on as long as I can remember. It has been a mainstay in my household and a household tradition for people gathering around the radio in the family home. The TV got turned off, the radio got switched on and everyone sat around and listened to pipes drums on Radio Ulster. Now the show itself lasts a mere half an hour but it was 30 minutes that was broadcast by the BBC just for us piping fans and that's what made it so special. At the moment, the host of the show is Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson presents the show on BBC Radio Ulster and has done it for a number of years. And unfortunately, Mark made the announcement that the BBC are to cut the show. They're cutting the shows down from, it used to be 24 episodes a year, down to 12 episodes a year last year. And I think they've now cut it to 6 episodes just during the summer. Now this is absolutely terrible news for piping fans, even here in the UK, where you expect piping and drumming to be in the water over here, but yet the BBC don't seem to be wanting to pay attention to the audience. So, as you can imagine, people here in sunny Northern Ireland are in uproar, especially the piping fans. All I have heard about all week... As me, as a fellow broadcaster, I do broadcast on a different station, mind you, but I get two hours a week. Mark gets 30 minutes. And, yeah, to have this real mainstay of every household in Northern Ireland just suddenly whipped away without so much as a real explanation from the BBC, it's, yeah, a very bitter pill to swallow. So, at the moment, there is an online petition for people to sign... Yes, the only way you can sign and show your support and hopefully we can ask the BBC to change their mind. It's terrible that we have to do this in the first place and run a petition to begin with because frankly this shouldn't have happened. Piping and drumming audience here in the UK are just huge. Like it's, You cannot overrate how big the piping, fan, piping fandom is here in the UK. So for the BBC to suddenly turn its back on the piping fans... It's hmm, puzzling, to say the very least. So, with that being said, this online petition is currently running. We've shared it out on the Rab Show page. I know, essentially, we are helping promote another radio show. But I am a complete fan of this show. Myself and Mark, the presenter at the BBC, we're really good friends. We help each other out quite a few times with you know presenting and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah... If anything I can do to help, you know, bring this show back more frequently on BBC Radio Ulster, I will do it. So please do get along to the Big Rab Show on Facebook. We have shared out that link to the, I think it's change.org or something like that, where the online petition is there. And we would ask you guys, the listeners of the Rab Show podcast, to go along and sign that petition and stop this BBC madness. I don't know why the decision was made. There was no real explanation. Other than the, the host of the show himself announced that the show won't be on until the summer. Because we've had our hours cut. Which is horrible news, really. Okay, that's it for the piping news. That's you now completely up to date. <laughs> right, time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. 
With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and Highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at lonestarpiper.com. Lonestarpiper.com. Check them out. Loud Pipes Visual Media is your dedicated resource for coverage of pipe bands from Northern Ireland. Loud Pipes Visual Media specialises in both photography and videography, so you don't only get to see the fantastic spectacle of piping and drumming, but you also get to hear it too. Loud Pipes Visual Media is always very keen to promote bands from Northern Ireland, so if you or your band has an event or you would like a specific photograph or video taken, please get in touch with Loud Pipes Visual Media on their Facebook page or contact Barbara on 07719231402 TwistedThistle.com Owned and operated by world champion and gold medal winner bass drummer Mike Cole Twisted Thistle bass drum mallets are one of the top performing bass stick brands in the world used by our current world champions in Vararian District Pipe Band So check out TwistedThistle.com where you can find information on available models to buy Tuning videos, Skype drumming lessons, pipe band drum scores, pipe band drumming workshops, drum tech support, blah, just so much stuff. Check them out, twistedthistle.com. Yes, indeed, and it's a lovely cup of tea, I have to say. I actually put an extra sugar in it this week, that's nice. Hmm. <sighs> anyway, I don't normally like sweet tea, but tonight is my night for sweet tea. Anyway. I'm talking about my cup of tea, for goodness sake. Yes, topic of the week, in case you haven't guessed already by the title of the podcast, we're going to be talking when a band goes down, what next? Horrible, horrible situation. For those of you who didn't notice in the piping news, I didn't talk about the elephant in the room, Blairian District. Yes, Blairian District, unfortunately, landed a giant clanger this past week. Valerian District announced that they will not be competing this incoming season. Now, a lot of you have already contacted the show saying that you may have seen this coming. There was rumours at the time that possibly things were not great. And, yeah, frankly, I don't really pay attention to rumours or hearsay. I normally wait until I have it from the horse's mouth. And here we have it from the horse's mouth itself. Valerian District have finally put out an announcement to say... Yeah, they will not be hitting the grass in 2018. In a band statement, it said, It is with deep regret that the band is having to withdraw from competing for the 2018 season. This has been an extremely hard decision to make, but due to a lack of numbers, we feel there is no other option. We would be regrouping again in September for 2019 season. We would like to wish all bands the best for the season ahead. Now, whenever I read this online, my first gut reaction was, Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. My heart just completely went, It went out to everybody there at Bleary. Because those of you who have been following the Bleary and District story, you all know Bleary were in the grade one heyday in their time. We were winning prizes all around the place and then suddenly crashed out. Then they managed to rebuild themselves, get themselves right back up into the heady heights, were winning championships all around them in grade two. They were a real force to be reckoned with. I think they nearly went a whole season undefeated. And then managed to get upgraded. They were in grade one. They were up there with the big guns, you know, for a season and actually played incredibly well. If anybody heard Blairy this past past season, yeah, you know I've sung their praises. Of course they had the legendary Eric Ward in charge of the drum corps in the back row. So, yeah, what's not to love? Those guys worked incredibly hard for, I don't know, a long, long period of time. Like You're talking five, six years. Those guys have been slogging their guts out and producing some amazing performances. And then this happens. And it's absolutely heartbreaking for everybody involved. You know... Uh, none more so, you know, the members of the band themselves, but also the supporters and people who just love to see the Blairy guys on the field. I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm a, I'm great friends with a lot of the guys at Blairy District. So whenever this news dropped, 
oh, it was terrible. I had to start messaging people who were in the band and say, oh, I'm really sorry to hear this. This is terrible news. And that's the overriding feeling. I think, yeah, as the band said in its statement, it was an incredibly hard decision to make. And that's what brought me to the topic of the week. What drives a pipe band to make that decision? As we had it there in that statement, it was due to numbers. Now, we've talked about the numbers game before here in the podcast about how we're saying that grade one bands are just getting ridiculously big and the little bands are suffering as a result. Now, at that time, we were talking about the difference between the numbers held in Rivara pipe band and perhaps the numbers held in huge pipe bands like Field Marshal, Simon Fraser and Vereri, those massive big bands. So, we were trying to argue at the time, is it a numbers game? Is it big band versus small band? You know what I mean? And the small band always loses. I don't know. In, or Inverary Pipe Band are a big band and do blow an amazing sound and put on one hell of a performance. And yes, they did deserve their World Championship win. Field Marshal Montgomery are also another huge band. And again, they are world-class musicians. And again, they deserve every championship that comes their direction. But that also, the same can be said for bands such as Ravara and Bleary. And other bands that are of that yoke, you know, that are small in stature with not many in their grips, but can still put on a blistering performance. Bleary and District Pipe Band this past season have been an extremely competitive pipe band. They've just suffered in the numbers game. Same with Rivara. Rivara, believe it or not, have produced some pretty good performances. Again, though, they didn't have the numbers to carry it forward. So, that's the argument. Is it always a number game? Whenever a band decides we have to pull the plug. I would argue no. I have been in pipe bands in the past that have folded for other reasons. Now this could be controversial. But I'm going to go through it anyway. I have been members of pipe bands who have for many years been slogging their guts out at a particular grade. And just not moving anywhere. They're never hitting the top spot. And they're never hitting the bottom spot. Always consistently hitting the middle. So after a few years of just never going up, never going down, you have to kind of call and say, you know, do we ask for a downgrade? Or do we ask for an upgrade? Or what is happening? What is keeping us here smack bang in the middle? Do we keep slogging our guts out? You know, thrashing ourselves to death? Practicing week on week in, thinking that this is going to be the week we can crack the top five, and then only to come home with the tail between your legs and find that you're maybe middle of the pack again. Now, to be in that situation and to be in those pipe bands, that's a very difficult decision that is not taken lightly. It is normally a collective decision, normally one that a band would vote on. Every member of a band is called into an annual general meeting. That meeting is called and that is voted on. Most people would say, right, here's our options, guys. We have been middle of the pack now for years. We're not moving up. We're not moving down. Time to pull the plug. What do you think? Yes or no? Now, on very rare occasions, the vote is yes, pull the plug. Now, I will be the first to admit the bands that I was in that made this decision, I was not expecting it. I honestly thought, We'll continue to slog away, continue to work, and who knows, we might crack the top five sometime. But that's hard to do. You know, a lot of people, especially in this day and age in the piping world where success breeds success, it's difficult to stay in a band that are just being in the middle of the pack. Do you know what I mean? People want to win prizes, they want to be competitive. If they're not up there lifting prizes in the top four or five, then what's the point? I suppose the point is the music. You know, essentially that's what it's all about. We're in there playing the music we love. And if we win a prize doing it, great. But who am I kidding? What we do is competitive. We want to be the best. We want to go in there and blow the socks off everyone. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you can have pride wearing your uniform the following weekend whenever you strut into the competition arena and say, hey, we won it last week. Do you know what I mean? There's no better feeling. No, knowing that you're you know, coming off a win. So I guess success breeds success. Players also jump from band to band chasing success. That has hurt a lot of bands in the past. It's also hurt bands that I have been in myself. Bands, players are fickle. They have, yeah, loyalty is kind of hard to come by. Now, last night I talked to a guy who was on the show, uh, Gary, and he had said last night that he was with his own particular pipe band for 40 years. Had never moved to any other pipe band to play, had just stayed steadfastly with his own pipe band. Now that is something incredible. To be involved with the one band for over 40 years, I take my hat off. Because that's pretty rare nowadays. Players like to jump around different bands in the hope that they can call themselves a world champion. So especially when it comes to this time of the year, when bands are actively looking for players, now is the time of year where players actually look around themselves and say to themselves, well these group of guys that I am with this past season, They only managed maybe 5th, 6th, maybe even 7th in the prizes most weekends. If I jump in the car and I drive an extra, maybe an extra hour, maybe 2-3 hours, I could go and play with these guys. And they were hitting the top 2. So, what happens to the band that gets left behind? Yeah, back to the numbers game. You know, they can't field enough players, they have to pull the plug. Now I'm not saying that's what happened in Blairian District. In fact, if anything, I think it was a collective of all sorts of different things that happened to Blairie that wasn't any one reason. If anything, people had asked me, was it people jumping to other big grade one bands? And no, I don't think that was the fact at all. If anything, I think it was just a collective of people having day jobs, people who were at university. It was just a whole big collection of everything. People just couldn't commit the time to Blairie. So it was so unfortunate. You know, when people have lives outside of piping and drumming, when it's just, yeah, they can't commit to the time. Because, as I'm sure you'd know, competing in a grade one pipe band is not easy. It is a time commitment. And, yeah, having to dedicate yourself to that, it's not easy. So, it's just heartbreaking whenever bands have to pull the plug. Another one that comes to mind is Portavogie. Port of Ogie Pipe Band, of course, were in winning ways. Last season, 2016 season, they were on top of the world. They were winning prizes all around them. They had massive ranks of players. You know, the band was just on the crest of a wave. It seemed to be every week I was reading out the results and here they are, lifting top spot. Port of Ogie, here they go again, they're lifting it again. And then, all of a sudden, the bubble burst. Just pop. And bang, the band were gone. They put out a statement saying, again, they didn't have the numbers to compete and hoped to get back out again. Now, from what I understand, the band have now finished their rebuilding process and hopefully will be on the grass in 2018, from what I understand. But, don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Come the first competition in May and Bangor, we'll get to see where the Porter Vogue have actually hit the grass. But... Yeah, they're another band who were just so successful and then suddenly just disappear. Yeah, the numbers game again is a big factor, but also the success game also breeds a lot of uh, pressure, I think. Sometimes players leave bands because of the sheer amount of pressure involved. Because if you're playing in a winning championship band, you can't slack off. Like You can't go to band practice and just have a few beers and have a laugh. No, 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 no. You're going to practice to work. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're working. You're like properly investing yourself in this thing. And then even on a Saturday competition, not time for mucking around. It's it's no time for beers and laughing and having a giggle with your friends. No, no. Saturday's business day. You're there to win prizes, my friend. You know, regardless of the grade. So, yeah, sometimes players... It depends... You know, it's not just chasing success. I know I said that earlier, but that is a part of it. Players do chase success, but also they could be chasing a better life balance, I suppose. Maybe they're looking for an easier life. You know, perhaps you've been playing in the heady heights of grade one for three or four years. 
and you've had enough of having to learn two medley sets and two MSR sets. Plus, if you're doing concerts, you have to learn all the concert stuff, plus all your road tunes and road sets. It's a lot of stuff and a lot of pressure as well, because all of that material is constantly changing and moving. So sometimes people like to take their foot off the gas and just, you know, I'm going to slide down, possibly go to grade 3B or 4A or something, and just take it easy for a few years. Enjoy myself. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of cutting on people in that grade because they themselves are also working incredibly hard trying to be competitive and rise up through the ranks. So I guess it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? But I guess it's a very big topic area about why do bands fold. But it could be for any amount of reasons. That's any different amount of reasons. Pipe majors could leave, players could leave. It could be financial reasons. It could be, I don't know, it could be all sorts of different reasons why a band would fold. But the next thing is what next? What next for Blairian District? What next for Portavogi? As I've just said, it's taken Portavogi now maybe the best part of a year, maybe even two years now. I can't remember. I think it's a year. But that rebuilding process is not easy. How do you attract players to a band that essentially is not competing? You know, how can you attract players to, you know, come and play for us? Uh, we haven't won anything this year. We haven't played anywhere. Uh, we don't know if we're going to get out next year or if we're going to be winning any prizes next year or even what grade we're going to be. Or But come along and play with us anyway. You know, it's an incredibly hard question to answer. And any band that's been through that process of rebuilding, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's so difficult. It's easy once you get it going. Once you have a band that's out there and it's competing and the ball is rolling, it's easier to keep the ball rolling. But see, once it stops, once your band is off the road and suddenly that door is closed it's so hard to get people back in again through that door. Because what happens to all of those players now that belong to Blairian District? All of those incredibly talented pipers and drummers, are they going to sit on their hands and wait? Are they going to wait now until Blairie get back up and running again? I don't know. So many talented people in that band, they could possibly do very well for themselves in other bands in Grade 1. Or even any other grade for that matter. So, as for what the players are going to be doing, I don't know. If anything, I don't want to speculate. (laughs) I don't want to start getting into, oh, guess where he's playing, or oh, guess where she's playing. Uh, Yeah, Bleary folded, so they're all away here, or Bleary's down, so all the drummers are away there, and the pipers are all going here. Nah, I'm not going to get into that. There's been a lot of stories floating around about who's gone where as a result of the breakup. But, suffice to say... Bleary and District themselves as an entity will continue to exist and I wish them well in their rebuilding. They've done it before. You've seen how they can do it and how much they can achieve. Just look at this past few seasons, how successful Bleary has been. So, yeah, I wish them well in their rebuilding. It will certainly not be easy, but I wish them well. And here we have Portavogi as another shining example here. Yeah, down and out after... Yeah, such heady heights of lifting championships all around them. The rebuilding process for them has been slow and painful. But here we have it. We're hoping on hope that they can hit the grass again. Also, Manor Cunningham as well are another band that were down for a good while. And then suddenly had a bit of a resurgence again and they were back on the grass. I remember at Bangor in 2017, everyone was so happy to see Manor Cunningham back on the grass again. I think everyone just had a big, sully, ridiculous smile on their face to see Manor Cunningham back again. It was just incredible. So, as much as we all hate to hear when a band goes down, man, do we love it when they come back. (laughs) Manor Cunningham's a great example because look at how successful they've been since they've came back. They have took that year, rebuilt themselves, and man, oh man, are they on fire. Yeah, so who knows? That could be possibly what Blairy are doing. They could be rebuilding and taking a year, preparing themselves to hit the grass and smack us all in the teeth. You know what I mean? So 
I guess, guys, I don't have the answers, but it's a big discussion we can all have as a piping and drumming world because we all know of pipe bands who start up or fold. And it's not an easy topic to talk about because I'm sure we've all had personal experience of it in the past where bands have folded and it's been a bit nasty. Hmm. A lot of hurt feelings, perhaps people falling out with each other. Uh, in some cases, I've even heard of possible court cases cases and legal action, which all gets really messy. But, yeah, it's just terrible. No matter what way you peel the onion, there's just so many layers to this story. And for any band that folds, it's never easy. It's never good. And there's no winner at all. So, I leave it with you guys. If you have any commentary at all about bands that fold, what next? Please do email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. I'd love to know your thoughts. Plus, if you have any personal experience as well of bands folding or making that decision to close the doors, what prompted that decision? I am curious. Uh, Mostly, in my experience, it's been either through competitiveness or through the numbers game. Uh, So that's mostly the reasons I've heard of in the past But, yeah, perhaps you guys out there have more experience than me or other experiences. Definitely get in contact with me. I would love to hear your story. Email me in. BigGrabShow at gmail.com. Right, guys. That's it for the podcast this week. Thanks a million again for hitting that download button and, yeah, enjoying the show. Please do, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or give us that all-important follow on Podbean. So then, as each and every episode gets uploaded... you'll get a notification and yeah you'll never miss an episode plus give us that rating as i said it really helps us on the charts and everything and helps our uh people see our podcast and hopefully can yeah hit that subscribe button and we introduce more people to what we do right guys i'm out the door thanks a million for checking out the podcast this week next week's podcast will be a clinker because we're warming up for the red hot chili pipers coming to belfast email me in your questions for the guys and next week's show will be a good one right guys that's it see you on the podcast next week all the best well that's it for another big rap show podcast many thanks to our sponsors g1 reads Raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances, G1 reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Verarian District. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. All the best.